Welcome back to Crosswalk.com's Inside the Editor's Room podcast, where we give you a look at how our editors tackle the trends and issues of the day from a Christian perspective. I'm Stephen McGarvey, the Editor-in-Chief here for Crosswalk.com, and I'm joined by my usual colleagues, Rachel Dawson, Kelly Gibbons, and Sean McAvoy. Uh, this week on episode 7.5 of our show is one of my favorite topics, the topic of television. Now, just to set this up, when I was young, not so long ago, but mm. longer ago than when some of the rest of you were young, um, when my, my parents came to uh, faith in the mid-80s, and when they did, our television was shut down and given away. and um, just, just given away. I'm sorry. So sad. <laughs> we are shutting your television down. such a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> Little Steve out on the front walk. No. Obviously, I'm still telling the story because it uh, it hurt me very much when I was sure, little. Sure. Steve had to give his TV away, but no, in the '80s, that was a a huge deal for Christians. It was like severing your ties to secular culture and not letting secular culture influence you, and, and especially influence your kids in any any particular nasty way. So, it was rare in the circles that we when we hung out with Christians back then for people to have or watch or talk about television. And now uh, a few years later, a few more for me than, than others, um, that seems re- rare to me. In fact, I, I hardly ever mm-hmm. meet a Christian who has such a strong stand against uh, the culture in general and um, uh, television in particular as sort of like the device that Satan uses to uh, turn your kids against, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we joke, but you, that's it. Almost looking back at that as a as a kid, it feels. Looking back at my childhood, it feels like that's what it was like. like that was the message. Satan's going to get you through your television. Maybe people were watching too much Poltergeist or or, or what have you. But I'm interested uh, uh, to talk about that a little bit and um, hear from you guys. Like, did you have similar uh, restrictions on television as kids, and why do you think it is that? Our Christian culture has changed quite a bit where it's very rare to meet a Christian who uh, feels so such strong negativity toward having a television. Sean, you're a little older than me and uh, thanks, perhaps Steve. went yes. through something similar. <laughs> Tell we, us your thoughts. We didn't go through it with television. Uh, in fact, uh, in our house, we, we were um, one of the, uh, the first families on our block to get the cable television. And had a little slide box. You still had to get up and move it. You didn't have a remote, but it was like a zipper slide. But there were like 50 channels instead of five. I know. It was amazing. So, no, but in our house, it was music. So there were little pockets of this everywhere. I didn't see it with the TV, but it it was um, uh, my mom's church decided, based on what Bible verse, I don't know, that anything with a 4-4 beat, even even Christian rock music, was bad. And that's how the devil was going to get into your life, through the voodoo beat. Mm-hmm. So it existed in all sorts of different things. Some people didn't go to movies at all. And mm-hmm. I, I still see that um, today in some places. So, so pretty it does much, still exist. Pretty much but, all of those were true in my childhood, okay. too. It was just the television. The television was, was the one that hurt most, us the most. <laughs> most scarring. <laughs> this yeah. is how you're hurting me. So was um, that in response to the 70s and that culture? I mean, what? I mean, I just haven't, this is so foreign to me. This wasn't my experience at all with television. So what, what do you think caused your parents to freak out? And you said it was a kind of 
Christians everywhere at that time were doing that. It seemed that, right? like it to me. And it, it may have been. There I mean, were pockets, we were, yeah. And we knew people. And I I mean, one of the first things when I got on Facebook a few years ago, my old camp director, uh, whose house we used to go to to watch things like Home Improvement on our night uh-huh. off, um, <laughs> told us all that the greatest thing he ever did and the reason his kids were the most amazing kids in the world now was because a few years ago he and his wife threw the televisions out of their house. Hmm. And that that was the best thing one could ever do. I've just never seen a need for it. Uh, turn it on when you want it on. Watch what you want to watch. Be responsible mm-hmm. with it. And and that was our rule growing up, too, is if you got caught watching the wrong thing, you were in trouble. But otherwise, right. you knew the basic expectations of, of what you could and couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was never, but it was never, we're going to get rid of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We were even the first people in our block to get a VCR. The Ooh. big top-loading giant <laughs> thing to, had to carry it like this. Very heavy, but... Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that's how my family was too. It was it was just you. If you were caught watching something, you were going to get in trouble for it. But no one was sitting. I mean, we didn't have any monitors or any guards, I guess, to keep us from like flipping to certain channels because those were available like later on as I grew up. But I remember watching TV a lot. I mean, I know I played outside a lot too and played yeah. in my room a lot. But TV was definitely like a part of my life all through um, grade school and into high school, and it never really seemed to be like a big sticking point with my parents who were both um, very strong believers. But, I mean, they were – I mean, I guess they would pay attention a little bit to what I was watching, but they never – we never really had deep conversations about television and the evils and pitfalls right. and mm-hmm. things about it. So I don't it's know. Just it's, just, it's just kind of there. It's just kind of there. Just to illustrate the difference yeah. uh, we uh, in the music and the TV, the one thing – the only thing I ever got in trouble for watching was a rock concert. And because my mom was on the other side of the house, I watched a stupid police concert with the volume all the way down. <laughs> Who watches a rock concert without sound? Wow. And then I got in trouble for it anyway when she came in and found me. I was ready to turn it up. Growing up for us, we never had cable, so we never really had much of a desire to watch TV. And I just don't remember watching anything except for, like, an occasional PBS show. And even mm. so, I remember if we did have the TV on, it was all of us in the room together watching. So it was never something that, like, I did on my own. And um, my mom always jokes that. At some point, we started watching Seventh Heaven on TV, and I could never sleep afterward because I would get so, like, emotionally caught up in the story that I, like, couldn't handle it. And she's like, then we just knew, like, TV wasn't for you. Like, you just got too um, attached to everything. So That's how my son was with uh, Go Diego Go. We couldn't let him watch that when he was little because he just gets so wound up. up. Yeah, we never – we didn't have cable until right before I left school for – or left high school for college, and I never – really cared about it, never really watched Mm -hmm. anything. And I never really feel like I missed out either. I think people joke a lot about like, oh, the old, you know, good old days of Nickelodeon or the cartoons we grew up on. And Mm -hmm. there's conversations like that that come back. But I really feel like, oh, man, my life would have been so much better had I seen like whatever show. And I don't have cable now. I never felt like I really needed it. I never really miss it. Um, I mean, I watch Netflix occasionally. But even so, I think most of the time when I'm watching something, it's with other people in the room having a shared experience and mm-hmm. not just me off on my own watching mm-hmm. TV. Um, and I've kind of viewed it as like like my roommate and I were you know, going through the OC because I never had seen that. And she mm-hmm. had watched it growing up. And it was one of those kind of like nostalgic things that we now do together. But And that's the thing that's changed mm-hmm. today is, you know, we used to watch Lost and everyone in the office watched Lost. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, mm-hmm. you missed out on all the water cooler discussions. Yeah, the next right. day we would even have lunches. But the binge watching has changed everything. And just the yeah. ability to not have mm-hmm. to keep up with a show you can watch. It's probably mm-hmm. more fun to watch it all at once later. Mm-hmm. Now, Steve, didn't you say that that in your the TV was it in would my get day, pulled Sean, out in day, your day, so, yeah. it, slightly <laughs> after my day, but um, 
that uh, the TV would come out for just the Olympics and well, that was the show? That was sort of the, uh, the, the compromise p- position, which is what we adapted later, was the, the no cable position. So you weren't allowed to watch live television and a lot of families still had a television. They didn't throw it away. They just put it away except for when – like the Super Bowl came on or the Olympics or some event or like, you know, the Space Shuttle Challenger blew up. So a shared event kind of like. Yeah, exactly. It was a big deal to go like my friend who had television. We all went, were allowed to go over to his house and watch the Super Bowl, you know, and and as that, that incidentally, the um, VCRs became more popular right around that time. So we had, we didn't have cable or any uh, – we, we were living in a place that didn't get any reception. So we did have the television and the VCR when I was older, but they, my parents were super selective. There was never any, like, go watch TV and trust that – even as a teenager, trust that we'll just you know, know what to watch and what not to watch. They were very strict about, like, what was allowed to be on the television. And now um, I wonder if – now that we have so many more options on cable, like for history and learning and science and, mm-hmm. you know, so many Internet options and YouTube has changed the way we consume all of this stuff. Like sometimes I feel like my kids would rather watch videos on YouTube than yeah. than than any sort of network television yeah. or anything like that. Um, I wonder if that sort of softened everybody uh, who was much stricter on it uh, at that in the eighties when it's basically five channels unless you pay for cable like mm-hmm. you're gonna pay to have Satan deliver this awful stuff to you <laughs> in the middle of year that's like even worse so yeah it's um, I wonder if maybe that's the reason it's like well we've we've seen your your so many young adults and in the eighties were coming out of the seventies and coming out of like the, the time of hippies and free love and seeing that things were changing and different from when they were childhood, they yeah. were children. And what they watched on television was um, a lot, often more racy and anti-Christian than what they remembered as they were kids. And now there's just so many options that people just don't seem to be that concerned about it. But I think the pendulum also swung at one point, just, just generally overall, in that we were really in a time of um, of fundamentalism for fundamentalism's sake, and that and that later people were like, well, a lot of what we're doing here isn't necessarily biblical or required, or um, and and you know we can have some more maturity about it. Just uh, in a, a similar issue, I think is is um, is alcohol and how, uh, from what I remember, way back then there was m- much more teetotaling, and this was the only way to be a Christian. Yeah. Whereas over the years, that pendulum has swung and said, no, no, this isn't biblically forbidden, but drunkenness is, and as long as I can be moderate about this, there, there's there's no damage to my my Christian walk or witness. Um, so I, it's the same thing with uh, with a lot of the uh, the culture that um, we intake. I think. Mm-hmm. So what kind of rules do you have for your kids now for, and I know it's not really cable TV now, it's like internet, YouTube, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and the, kind of stuff? the most rules we have to make is for just, we call it screen rules, basically mm-hmm. screen time stuff, you know, um, yeah. a certain amount of time each mm-hmm. day. It's a more of a challenge during the summer with both Valerie and me mm-hmm. working. Right. So, um, yeah, we try to keep it the, the time to a minimum, both on their devices and, um, uh, and then we, we have some parental controls on them too. Mm-hmm. So that helps. And that's something we didn't have back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that also I think helps parents to be a little bit more free mm-hmm. with what they allow. Um, 
So, and when they were younger, yeah, it'd be a couple hours each day, and it'd usually be more educational programming. You know, I grew up on the Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street, and those aren't the shows my kids watch. They watch Diego and Dora and Blue's Clues and all that when Mm -hmm. they were growing up, and that was fine. Yeah. So, um, we were not above plopping the kids in front of the TV, and I know you mentioned something Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. Sometimes you just need to do that. Yeah, totally. Mm. Um, So, we don't have hard and fast rules. We just try to enforce some general, what we feel are healthy screen time rules, and then the... The, the bad, bad stuff is hopefully protected behind the firewalls. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my parents, you know, didn't really monitor anything, and I probably got to watch more than I should have or, you know, looking back, like, they could have monitored me a little more, and yet I feel like I turned out okay. I mean, and I yet think you seem fine. I think yeah. it just depends and on the, the, trust. the age and, yeah. the, and the child and what, the, you know, like adults, like everyone has – a list of things that they struggle with and things that just don't bother, uh, bother them all that much for my kids. It's, there is a, um, the, the challenge is being purposeful about it. Just like not turning it on and just watching forever until someone tells you to, to turn it off. Yeah. And so that's what we try to try to guard against. Like we do, um, it's, we've loosened up on my son a little bit because he's, he's older now. He's almost 13, but, um, you know, our rules have always been, you know, anything that you want to watch, you need to get the show approved by us first. And then after they know the list of what's acceptable and what's not mm-hmm. acceptable. And they're always finding out about new things and coming back to us and saying, well, can we try this? Can we try yeah. that? And, you know, sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no. And with summer, it's been a, it's been a little difficult because it's just so you have to fill that. You have to I feel like we have to summer be purposeful difficult. about like because that's you when don't they will have, turn it on just because you, they have nothing else they want. Yeah, you don't have homework and school pressing you to be um, on time for things and doing other things and getting other things done. So we we sort of set up a system by which they buy their their TV time by doing chores or playing outside or you know doing educational stuff uh, to keep sharp over the summer and they earn a certain amount of television time every week by doing things that are not related mm-hmm. to television so we found that that's working this out is all reminded me we did have when they were younger we did have two shows that were banned mm-hmm. um, for completely different reasons that <laughs> they just my wife decided were, were banned one of them was Caillou I was gonna say I yeah, knew that <laughs> Because the first time my son ever whined about something like this, she said, Caillou's gone. Um, You're dead to me, Caillou. That's right. And and I still remember my daughter coming home at four from preschool one day and telling me about her bad, bad friend, Fisher. And in Fisher's house, they watch SpongeBob Scarepants. (laughs) (laughs) Because our mommy had said SpongeBob Scarepants is a bad show. Mm. So even though every other kid got to watch it, every time I've ever seen it, I'm like, Val, why? Why this? Why is this the show? Uh But, you know, so SpongeBob was never poor. He never got to meet my kids. so funny. Mm. My parents um, didn't want me to watch Rugrats, of all things, Mm. which it was like, I think because they were kind of more like sneaky and devious when the parents weren't looking and my mom didn't. But it was like, I watched so much stuff. It's like Rugrats was so mild. But I remember that was like the one thing that if I was watching it on Nick, she'd be like, turn the channel. <laughs> I think sometimes parents just like get annoyed by shows. Yeah, too, they do. And they're like, well, yeah. you can't watch that. Yeah. I I was initially very annoyed by SpongeBob, and then I and I I grew to accept it in in our lives. And my, my kids don't pay much attention to it anymore. But yeah, yeah, you do have that. There are things that come on after things that they are allowed to watch mm. that sometimes they try to sneak in. Yeah, and uh, there's been a couple of shows lately 
that I've, I've like had to say, guys, this is really annoying. Like, let's not watch this. Like, this is not on, the, this is not on daddy's list of things we're allowed to watch. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, you just, it's just good to, uh, it's just good to pay attention. You don't have to be draconian about it, but just no. watching and paying attention and making sure that you're, you're, you're involved with what they're doing, they're doing and their, the decisions that they're making. It is, sounds like really it all important. boils down to choices and communication, like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always the weird kid that couldn't watch anything. Every time there was a movie at school or any sort of thing that you had a permission slip for, my parents always said no. And I always had to get sent to the other classroom to, mm-hmm. you know, do the alternate activity. But I don't think I ever minded. I mean, people said stuff, but it was kind of like, whatever. Like, I don't think I miss anything by not getting to watch Apollo 13 in fourth grade <laughs> or whatever. But even now, I don't care about being the person that – I still – I'm yeah. always the person like, i never seen that. i never watched that. Simpsons, never seen it. This, never seen it. Like, no idea. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really bother me. I don't know. I think it's just maybe a personality thing too of just knowing like – It is. There were a lot of kids that, w- that, that would bother. But you strike me as, yeah, you're the one that would not. <laughs> not concerned. And I, as an adult, I feel like, especially with what we do here, it's important to know – about what's going on in the world. Sure. And I think that's as Christians, it's that is not a that is not a bad or scary thing. So the way that I'm raising my kids is to to be discerning, I think, about yeah. those things. And you can't teach them how to be discerning with that if you just say no to no to this and no to that and no to this. And I'm probably a little bit more permissible than than I should be sometimes, but I, I am hoping that it turns, as a lot of dads do, hoping that some of these things turn into opportunities to uh, you know, share life lessons and, yeah. and teach them about, well, that was this way. Well, what, how do you, know, you, you take that and compare it to what scripture teaches? And what, what, yeah. is, what do we know about that behavior? You know? That's me too, Steve. That's, I've decided that's the side I'm going to err upon. And so I wonder if that's going to turn my kids into the, the, the fundy parents again one day. <laughs> my dad was too permissive, and you will watch nothing now. With the, When the pendulum swings back the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you to Kelly, Sean, and Steve for sharing your thoughts today. And thanks to Steven Sanders and Kyle Fletcher, our audio engineers. You can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com slash crosswalk podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts about how TV was in your house growing up and what you are loving about TV today. Uh, To find out more about the topics we talked about today or to listen to any of our past episodes, be sure to visit our site insidetheeditorsroom.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app to get all of our future episodes right to your phone. Thanks for listening.